You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. What's up? I don't know why, but that just made me think of that vine. And I said, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to play with you already. Anyway, welcome back. It's the new kids. <laughs> hey, we here. It's back, from, back from Christmas break. Girl. And I'm shy. Okay, Christmas break, Kwanzaa break, New Year's break, autumn breaks. We back. All right, nah. <laughs> I was trying to be inclusive. I guess. All my non uh what's it called? People who just don't celebrate nothing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> love it. We we well, we back for y'all too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who this episode is already right, about to be a mess. Um so yes, happy new year. Um welcome to twenty twenty two. It has been an interesting couple of twenty twenty two days so far. Okay. Um, COVID is still here, unfortunately. And then brought the Omarion since the last time we recorded. It's like, it's like Tyrese, you know, every time we try to tell her to leave, she keep coming back. I don't understand. Okay. It's also like Tyrese because what more do you want from me? (laughs) Listen, (laughs) and you know what? I am, I am over it. Um, COVID is making my work life hell. Oh, I'm sure. So I really wish this would hurry up and be gone. I need y'all to wear wear your mask. <laughs> wear your mask. And stop touching people with your hands. <laughs> okay? My boy, My boy was fed up. Fed up. And I get it. Okay, I feel you, young man. I feel you. <sighs> but anyway, um, kicking this episode off, are we doing our millennial minute? Let's do it. Okay. So do you know who you want to spotlight? Mm-mm, go first, girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I am going to shout out Tanisa, the owner and creator of Lotus Butter. Shout out to Tanisa. You can find her on IG under Lotus Butter. I love her products. I actually just bought a few bath bombs to send out with my Christmas gifts. So if you're a recipient, you're going to love it. And shout out to her. I am wishing all great things for her in 2022. She's getting married in 2022. Yes, ma'am. You know, shout out to Tanisa. Congratulations, girl. Okay, so I think I got my person ready. Okay. And please forgive me because I do not know this young lady's name. Jermaine, you might know. Um, But it's the Candle Company. And y'all, listen, it's been a long day, so I'm finna mess this up because I know the candles say CTL, but I always feel like that's short for control, which could be wrong. Um, I do not know. Okay, but well. We'll figure it out and we'll tag you in the comments. But shout yes, out to you. No disrespect because I love your candles. I bought um one of her candles at the Big Play Clay live show. And it's like, it's shaped like hot chocolate. 
Oh, that's cute. It's like in a mug and it's chocolate, obviously. And then it has, um, it has marshmallows in it. It's really cute. So I will definitely tag her when we post the episode. Um, and y'all make sure y'all go follow her and buy some candles. Between the candles and the bath bombs, it's not like you could just have a good night. You know, I, I agree. You know, I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> because we be needing it. Like, self-care is much needed around here. Often, all the time. You Every can never day. really overload on self-care. You really can't. Speaking of which, that's a good topic. What do you do for your self-care days? Or, like, what's your favorite self-care activity? That you can talk about on the podcast. <laughs> I had to clarify who I was talking to. Okay, first of all, respect me. I did. That's why I said that. Anyway, for those of y'all who know me well, quite well, um, then y'all know that most of the time, if I'm talking about self-care, I'm sleep. Okay? Very I love me a good nap. It don't even have to be a long nap. It could be a 20-minute nap. It could be a 45-minute nap. I could be asleep for six hours. <laughs> Love me some sleep, okay? Um, I'm also really a big fan of face masks. Um, I actually just bought a face mask warmer that I really love. It gets it to this nice, like, toasty temperature, and I just lay back with my little face mask on. Um, I have a face steamer as well. Um, so I'm really big and oh, like, that's what I mean. Yeah, girl, it is amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm, when I'm engaging in self care, it's usually like a good candle, good skincare routine, um, maybe a glass of wine and a nice nap. And my mind is going to sound a little different and I'm going to get judged for it. And that's okay. So my self care days, First of all, I have to have a clean house. Like, I have to clean up everything for my self-care to really feel relaxing. Um, so, I'll do that. And then I've been doing um, turmeric face masks lately. Mm -hmm. um, I've been making those. So, I'll make that. Um, get my skin together. Maybe a nice bath or shower or both. Um, then I'm going to get me a glass of wine. And I'm going to turn on my stress-relieving show, which is Law & Order. Law & Order SVU. <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew Law & Order was going to be in there somewhere. I am. I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to have to turn on SVU. Now, girl. Where in the... You know what? I can't, I'm not even going to say nothing because <laughs> if you also know me very well, you know that nine times out of ten, I'm listening to some form of true crime something. So, I get it. But <laughs> it's just... <laughs> The crazy part is, it literally cannot be any other Law & Order. It has to be SVU. SVU. I know. Because I know you. It might sound crazy. I remember one time, my mom was just, like, having a, a rough time or whatever. So, she was like, but I was like, well, just come over. Like, we can hang out, blah, blah, blah. So, she comes over. We're chilling. And I'm watching Law & Order SVU because that's what makes me feel better. <laughs> What's over here, like... This is literally making everything worse. <laughs> I was like, my bad, girl. <laughs> what you want to watch? Girl, that is too funny. But, you know, you you bring up a great point um, about self-care. Self-care is not going to look the same for every person. Exactly. What 
ultimately matters is that you're doing something to help you relax, decompress, and get mm-hmm. to a place where you just feel, you know, your best self. If that includes watching Law & Order SVU for you, go right ahead. You know, if that mm-hmm. includes... Some people feel like cooking is a form of self-care. You know, they're, they like to cook and they don't see it as work. They see it as something that relaxes them. Um, More power to them because I see it as work. <laughs> some people, like you mentioned, some people like to clean. Um, some people like to go for walks and things like that. So your self-care routine, as long as it's something healthy and, you know, it's not like damaging or doing harm to yourself or other people, then by all means, do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel comfortable. Okay. So that's the whole point of it. Like self-care emphasis on the self. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but and I'm very, for everybody. I'm and very glad. What? <laughs> Sorry. I was saying like, I think that like as a society, we should do a better job of not judging people for what their self-care looks like. Yeah. Because we just don't know what they're going through. We don't know, you know, what got them to that point. And I was also going to say too, I think that we are, um, as a society, we're becoming more open to the idea of self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we look at previous generations, they may look at self-care as something like lazy or that you're not being productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that therapy has helped a lot with a lot of folks realizing that they need to partake in self-care mm-hmm. uh, and just like having conversations with their peers. Uh, and like I tell my parents all the time that they need to find something to help them with self-care. You right. know, you can't spend your whole day on overdrive. You need to find something that helps you relax. And like make it a priority every day mm-hmm. if you can. Um, I was having a conversation with someone a couple weeks ago and I was saying to her that like, I understand that for like generations before ours, there's like, they didn't really understand mental health and how to support someone that may have like anxiety or depression or, or any type of, you know, condition. And I was telling her that like, when I've been applying for jobs lately, you know how they ask the question of like, do you have any like a a disability or anything Mm -hmm. on there? Like on a good percentage of the jobs I've been applying for, I've noticed that they've added anxiety and depression. Yeah. um, Because it is, a disability recognized under the ADA. And that's so, what I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, she's like, she just, she wasn't like being like disrespectful or anything. She was one of those people that like genuinely wanted to understand. She's like, how is it a disability? And I'm like, if your anxiety or your depression gets bad enough, there are days sometimes when you can't get out of bed. You can't yeah. do anything. It can be debilitating for a lot of people and it, it affects people differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and You know, I think that a lot of older generations, when you look back at the history books or when you look back at information, you can see how society was so focused on work and productivity. Like it was it was work driven. You know, you had to have a good job. You had to work. You are you were always working. And I think now that mentality has changed. And so we have more room to talk about um, things like anxiety and depression and other mental health disorders. I agree. And I I was uh, looking at the new, I don't know if it's a law or like ordinance or what it is that they passed in Illinois where the kids get five mental health days a year mm. um, to be able to stay home from school. And I thought that was really great 
just because in my mind, when you look at kids, you have to understand that these are the people that are going to be running corporate America eventually. So we instill in them now that mental health is important and taking these days are is acceptable. When they get older and they start to get into these these uh corporate positions or whatever it is that they choose to do, they're going to be more likely to be more open to that kind of stuff. And when you think about it too, like kids now are going through a lot of um, significant stressors in their life. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when we were kids, we used to have to do like tornado drills, mm-hmm. which in hindsight, <laughs> there, there's a meme that's floating around and it's not funny, but there's a meme that's floating around on the internet with a picture of these kids doing a tornado drill and somebody put a tornado in the picture like the fuck is y'all doing <laughs> because when you think about it it is very dumb <laughs> but now um you know now kids are having to go through like active shooter drills and things like that and some kids have lived through situations mm-hmm. that a lot of adults have not experienced or have or they have experienced and they don't know how to process it well mm-hmm. so we, we definitely have to think about mental health when it comes to our children. Because like you said, these are the people that are going to be leading the world when we are no longer here. Mm-hmm. I always think about like when we were kids and how tragedy was handled. Like I remember being in school on 9-11 and them just putting us in the classroom and turning the news on. I'm like, thinking back, I'm like, that wasn't a good idea. Like, it wasn't. But you know, they probably didn't know how to process it either. I mean, they sat through traumatic events, too, and they teachers probably did the same thing. Because, like, as soon as we turned it on in our classroom, like, the second plane was hitting, and I'm like... I don't think that's supposed to be happening. Yeah, I'm like... I know, uh, first of all, we in social studies, so I don't understand why the TV on. (laughs) Second of all... (laughs) Second of all, that plane looks awfully low. And then you have this classroom full of kids i think we were what like 10 yeah and and i don't think that that also speaks to a point of cultural understanding Mm -hmm. because you have to think like although we grew although we you know were in a predominantly black city a predominantly black school when you have teachers who are not of the same race as their students and Mm -hmm. can't relate to the same cultural significance of their students it creates that barrier how do you explain to a bunch of little urban black kids that terrorists are attacking Mm -hmm. you know a structure in new york city most kids in the city was like okay that's new york like i'm sorry but i was trying to understand like so what does this mean for me right and then everybody's parents was coming to get them. My mama left me right at that school. My mama came and got me. I um, know, because I was still sitting at the school. <laughs> Girl. But yeah, you know, it's just, uh, all of these things, there are layers, and it's so nuanced. Um, and we have to think about these scenarios when we're talking about kids. Mm-hmm. And you know, as as we talk about that, and I brought this up on social media um, earlier this week, so I'm sure most people our age, they've probably seen something about this. But for us, Oprah really, really wasn't like, she was a thing, but 
you know, our parents and older generations hold Oprah very close. Oprah is their home girl, okay? Girl. And Oprah did a show in, I believe it was like Forsyth County in Georgia. Mm -hmm. And at the time, the place that she did the show was extremely racist. They were vocally racist. Like, they made it very clear they did not want any black people or any any other minority stepping within their county lines. And she went there and did a show and they were like, it was, it's, <laughs> I, I can't even find the words to describe this show because it was just so crazy to me as I was watching a clip a couple of days ago that this is something that not only happened back then, but I'm like, what do y'all think happened to these people kids or like their descendants these people mm -hmm. just didn't go away and this is oprah so it's not like this happened like in the 60s or 70s this is fairly recent you know right so i'm like when we talk about things like the january 6th um riot that occurred at Ugh. the white house and we talk about uh things like the black lives matter protests and i see the counterpoints to that especially from um white people who don't understand they like to say well we didn't participate in slavery or i didn't own slaves so y'all need to get over it or you know i don't but, i don't see color and in that same breath they will recognize the holocaust girl that's a whole nother i don't even want to go down that road but i say that to say when we look at stuff like that show that oprah did where do y'all think these people went? Like nine times out of ten, these people had kids mm -hmm. and was instilling those same ideologies into their kids who instilled it in their kids who are now the CEOs. Uh, or, you know, they're they the ones that are senators. Yep, senators that political or doctors. You know, they these are the people that uphold all of the systemic barriers that black people and other minorities face. When we think about healthcare, education, housing, uh, money, employment, all of that. So it's just mm -hmm. wild to me seeing like seeing these real life depictions and there are people in this world that will sit up in your face and tell you that racism no longer exists. That blows my mind. It it's like I was watching this video earlier. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was this uh this uh young white woman talking about how um what did they have to say? She didn't participate in slavery, so she should be able to say nigga. Oh, girl. And let me tell y'all something. Every year, and Jermaine knows this about me, every year I say, I'm going to do better. I'm going to try not to cuss people out. I'm going to try not to argue with people. Like, And I really do be trying. But I will say, if I, because there might I add that there were black people in that room with her. Two black women, for sure. I'm not sure what the men looked like because they were on the other side. Um, but I would have been mopping the entire studio with that girl. And it's crazy to me that there are black people who would be like, well, I don't have a problem with it. Nah, I got an issue with it every time. What? <laughs> I got an issue with it every single time. But you know, to your point, there's another video that's been floating around social media where it's like a compilation of white people talking with or basically imitating a black scent or 
Mm. They'll be like, you know, this is how I talk because I grew up around black people, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people have been making the same point, which is a really good point. But with all of these videos, all of these white people who seemingly come from different areas around the country, mm -hmm. they all somehow adopt this same black scent, but mm -hmm. claim that they grew up around black people or, you know, this is just how they are. This is how their parents are, blah, blah, blah. If that's the case, why y'all all sound the same? Okay. I, I saw that earlier. And I also think about, like, I have a couple of white friends. Actually, Jermaine and I have a mutual white, I guess I would say acquaintance, friend, whatever. We've been knowing her since, I, I've known her since sixth grade. Yeah, I've known her since she was a child. <laughs> and I've never, ever, ever, ever heard her use a black scent. Ever. And we went to school on the east side of Detroit. It don't get much blacker than that. And she, and then she grew, she like, she grew up around black people. Her parents, you know, were around black people. She went to high, a black high school. Never heard her talk with a black scent. Ever. That's just like Aquafina. She claims Ooh. she swear up and down, you know. This is just how she was raised and this is how she talked. But what I want to know what black people sound like that because. <laughs> but it's real funny that when she, cause she's the girl that's in, um, what's that movie called? Sang Chai? Sang, yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> the Marvel or yes, that movie. And because when she got up there on all them interviews for Marvel, you sounded completely different than what you sound like in your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I think all races need to be beat up. Girl. I just tweeted about this. There's like, another. Listen, all our topics gonna be about Twitter, but I swear it. Some of the stuff that I be seeing be making me so mad. There's a video um floating around from TikTok where a young woman is talking about how a white male Google engineer who is a part of the hiring process. They have this app called Blind where you can go on there and talk about certain things as like a tech world or a techie uh, and it's anonymous. And so mm -hmm. he said that when he's hiring or when he's screening um, black candidates or other minority candidates, especially if they come from an HBCU or um, or they come through a diversity program, he gives them harder questions to counteract the racism against white men and Asian men that are occurring in tech spaces. What what racism? I ain't never wanted to beat somebody ass <laughs> so bad. Is, people don't understand that <clears throat> when it comes to racism, when we look at the actual definitions, there's certain qualifications that you have to meet. So racism against white people will never be a thing because they're the majority. And it's, it's when you think about it, it's like, what are you trying so hard to hold on to? If you are so good at your job, mm -hmm. then having a person come into that another similar role or in another position in your company that does not look like you is not going to impact you. It's not. And it, and it sucks because when you think about like women in a professional setting or specifically women of color, I feel like we're fighting multiple battles because if I get into this space, that's mostly white, the battle is going to be, you know, my race. Then 
we're not even talking about gender. Right. Because it's probably going to be a bunch of white men. And then if there are other women of color in those areas, sometimes they feel threatened. Yep. So then you got to fight that battle too. And age, you know. Oh, girl, please don't get me started. I always tell people when I go into my workspaces, I are automatically walk in with three strikes against me. I'm young, I'm a woman, and I'm black. Yeah, And really four, because if we get to talking about education, that's going to really be something they try to use against me. Oh, they're going to really be mad. Girl, <laughs> I'm mad. probably smarter than you. Bad, <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's okay. Like, everybody, like, you might be smarter than me at something else. It's just, it's so crazy to me that there is this sense of restoring America back to the way it was. Or and for what? Hold or yeah, white people holding on to this, holding on to something like clearly they like to act like they don't believe in racism or that racism doesn't exist, but then they want to hold so tightly on to power mm-hmm. so that they can continue to enact racism that doesn't exist, you know? Exactly. I, I literally had the thought the other day. I woke up and I was just scrolling on Twitter and I was just like, people wake up every day and show their isms. Like your racism, your sexism. (laughs) You just wake up every day and trying to find a way to show it. Like all people have done is exist and you're mad. And you bet you mad. Like big mad. Like, like this morning. I'm going to give y'all an example. And this is how I know I'm growing. So there was this video of, I don't know this man's name, but he was um, doing the podcast, which oh girl, we're not going to talk about men and podcasts and these microphones because and them tables, it's a problem. But anywho, um, and he was talking to, what's her name? Asian, the brat, Asian doll, Asian doll girl. First of all, before you continue, when you got that many people around the table on a microphone, at that point, it's not a podcast anymore. It's a radio show. It's a radio show. A panel discussion, if you will, because you got okay. too many people there. So that's first. And I guess she called the dude mean because he, like, kind of tried to tell her to be quiet or whatever, which I understand. Like, when you're doing a podcast, if there's a lot of side conversation going on. You can't hear the main conversation. Um, at which you can, at that point, you can just address it nicely. You know what I mean? Like, hey. Yeah, he was rude from jump. He was rude. And all she did was call him mean. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Okay, whatever. He goes like off the deep end, just doing it entirely too much. So I made a tweet from my own personal account. And all I said was that this man was not mad at her calling him mean. He was upset because his hair is thinning at the top and he needs to get him some miracle drops and stop wearing that headset and that will help with that hair thinning at the top. That's all I said. Something random that I've never seen before, doesn't follow anybody I follow, was like, you out of shape, so stop it. So my first thought was, your mother's out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) That was my first thought. I'm not even going to say the second thought, man. I will text it to you later because I don't need us getting canceled. So I'm not even going to say the second thought. (laughs) Third, so I'm like, let me go look at this man's page because clearly you have time and I'm going to tell you something I have time to. So I'm looking and he was talking about how colorism isn't real and uh, okay, girl. can't be colorist. And I was like, wow, I'm not going to argue with an idiot. So I just politely told him 
He said I was out of shape. And I said, and you look like you need a booster seat for that car, which you're being head ass. And I left it at that. <laughs> but this is what I mean by every day people wake up, show their isms. Because all of a sudden, immediately he woke up and decided to show his colorism and his sexism. And stupidism. And stupidism. Keep you know, that to yourself. No, actually, show y'all isms so I can know which one of y'all to block. <laughs> the internet is a crazy place. You know, it's giving us so much knowledge. It's giving us so much access. But it's also giving us hell. <laughs> and listen because it makes it people has, feel like they can't like and I, I hate to be the one to just automatically go to this but it, it just make people seem like or make people feel like they can say anything to anybody yes they have an inflated sense of self and they will try to argue you down on things they know nothing about and it's just it has given a platform to people who did not need one Nobody needed to hear them thoughts, baby. You could have kept that to yourself. Listen, these platforms also need to be talked about. Like, y'all are everywhere with y'all stupidity. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I just... We can't escape y'all sometimes. Oh, girl. It is it is a pandemic, if you will, of stupidity. Just a large pool of just stupid. And I always feel like, you know how people be like... Oh, my FBI agent be watching me or like whatever. I just feel like we're in some type of simulation and they are laughing at how stupid we are. <laughs> you know, I think about that with other countries. Like we as a country are so far behind in so many different things. And I just know other countries be looking. It's actually two ways. I know other countries be looking at us like what the hell is going on in that dumpster fire of North America. Mm -hmm. And I know the aliens be looking at us like, woo child. I just feel the like the aliens be so mad every time some rich white man goes to another okay. place. They be like, go on. Who, who brought you out here? <laughs> Send you back, okay? Like, we do not want your kind around here. Have you seen Don't Look Up yet? I have not. I did plan on watching it. I've heard like a lot of mixed reviews. Um, I will keep my thoughts to myself. But there is a scene in the movie that talks about rich white people. <laughs> <laughs> vacating this earth and baby when i tell you it is classic um but yeah it's just the internet the internet gave us so much and gave us too much at the but same there, time i also think about the beautiful things that the internet has given us that's what i'm saying like the internet has given us so many great things but it's also given us too much <laughs> at the like, same time i think my favorite person that came from well not came from the internet obviously but you know that I've I found on the internet is Issa Rae. Like yeah that's my girl and she's one of the one of the few people that figured out how to do social media the right way and get things done between her and Lil Nas X I'm not sure who is the more social media genius but well yeah and I think because I think Issa Rae means a lot to us because she's a treasure like because we sure. saw her from the beginning you know like we saw her mm -hmm. come up um, and we, we can see ourselves in her yeah like we saw her do it from YouTube to HBO and beyond so I think that's why a lot of people relate to Issa Rae's journey um, and when I think about the internet, it's so funny to me because I remember, you know, being a kid 
and you couldn't be on the phone and the internet, and the internet at the same time. time. Yep. Yeah. And now the internet is on our phones. Crazy. And and we had that dial-up sound with AOL and all of that stuff. But I remember that it was this whole big thing about stranger danger and chat rooms <laughs> and like to catch a predator and all of these different things yes. that were sending around. Not to catch know, a predator. <laughs> Listen, but that's what they was doing. They was using the internet to catch folks. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not funny, Sheree. Stop. It's not what made me laugh. If I instantly thought of that episode of the Boondocks when he was like, I know who you are, Chris Hansen. <laughs> I called you Chris Hansen. Okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, it's tears in my eyes. Anyway, but it's so crazy how as the internet started and as it evolved, it was this wor- it was this huge world of unknown. And everybody was like, oh, the big, bad internet, you know, whereas now people are like clamoring to get their piece of it. Uh, iRobot just created his own metaverse. <laughs> did you call this man iRobot? I did. Because he looked like Sonny from iRobot. Jermaine. <laughs> <sighs> did you call this man iRobot? I did. I will uh, say he doesn't look real. Ex- see? And it's so I say all that to say the internet has evolved into its own entity right before our eyes. You know, it's cra- it's so crazy. It can build you up or bring you down. And it's like you have to what's the word I'm looking for? You have to know how to how to function with the internet. You have to be able to know when you've had enough. Mm-hmm. And like when, you know, you just need to take a break and step away. The only thing that annoys me to no end is when people announce that they're taking a break, just go away. <laughs> Not just go away. Like, it ain't no shame. I understand taking the break, but I feel like announcing that you're taking the break like it defeats the purpose it's almost like you want people to be like well why and I don't mm-hmm. like, oh. um <laughs> 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 see now I understand why people be saying I'm mean cause I'm what girl just go <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness please leave exit stage left I ain't even do nothing <laughs> right you always you call this man I robot Tell me it ain't the truth. You called this man iRobot. I feel like that's up there with me saying half booty that one day. (laughs) Oh, trust me. A picture of iRobot going in this episode promo for sure. (laughs) Because when I said half booty, I swear it didn't sound that bad when when it was in my head. (laughs) I swear I was crying for like the whole three minutes when you said half booty, bro. (laughs) Like it was literal tears coming down my face. I had to pause for a second. Oh, oh my god. Okay, back to this episode so we can hurry up and finish it out. Cause we've been talking for thirty five minutes. Listen, I, we we doing better than we have done in the past. Yes, we have. Um, there was something that I was going to bring up and it just completely slipped my mind. So I don't. Can we talk about insecure? Like, have you finished it? I have. We need to talk about it. Do we? <laughs> So just two quick things, two really quick things, maybe three. So the other day I was catching up on the read, which as y'all know, that's one of my favorite podcasts 
second to only this one. Um, <laughs> I love Kid Fury and Crystal. Listen, when Crystal said that Lawrence's name is Martin Lawrence Walker, I have never cackled that much at that at that podcast because I never knew that that man's name was Martin Lawrence Walker on Insecure. The fact that, first of all, that video clip that you sent me of them on live, <laughs> it was like lesbian. <laughs> I'd be screaming for like a good 30 seconds. I just love Kid Fury so much. Oh my God. He is a true treasure. He is like, he's one of those people, like, I just want to sit down with him one day and just have a conversation, which I know will probably never happen, but I would just love it because he's hilarious. And I think that also their dynamic and their friendship reminds me of our dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and honestly, with, with, with us two, we never know who's going to be Kid Fury and who's going to be Crystal. But yes. <laughs> But the dynamic is there because that doggone candle episode had me weak. But back to insecure. Um, what what two questions did you have? It's not even two questions, just two things. Uh-huh. First of all, I would just like to again go on record saying that I have never liked Tiffany. <laughs> and you know, I, I don't think the showrunners like Tiffany. Everybody's like, she didn't get an ending. I don't care. Ending. I don't. I don't care. think anybody liked Tiffany. Okay, because AKA's a- nobody. Just not a fan of hers. I just. I'm sorry that that role just didn't do it for me. Um. So there's that. But I really liked how they kind of like brought Molly full circle and brought Molly and Issa's friendship full circle. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to see that kind of stuff on. Um, sitcoms because the the first sitcom that came to mind when I was thinking about like friendships was girlfriends. Girlfriends, right? And we didn't get to see Joan and Tony come back around to one another. Yeah, you know, it just ended with Tony being gone and them being beefed out, and it was never anything else said. So I liked the aspect of seeing everything be full circle because, although I can't really understand why I don't feel like friendships should be difficult, but a lot of adult friendships are difficult. You know, I think a lot of people be stuck in their ways and they don't know how to communicate. And so that creates a lot of issues when it comes to friendships and just relationships in general, because you got to think about it. A friendship is a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people, people don't look at it like that and they try to separate it out. But that is someone that you're spending a lot of time with. You're sharing emotions with. Um, you're sharing a part of your life with. So you have to be able to communicate and respect that person enough to respect their emotions and understand that you may not always agree or you may not always see eye to eye. Exactly. I feel like it, it would, what's the purpose of like friendships or any type of relationships? If y'all going to see eye to eye all the time, like obviously y'all have to be a little bit different. There's just ways to respectfully realize that you're not seeing eye to eye. Yeah, I agree. Cause you know, friends be a little crazy. Yeah. You know, I've been told I'm a crazy friend, but hey. Um, and people have their quirks. Like, you know, you just got to find a way to make it fit with your friendship. Um, exactly. I will say the two things that I that really stood out to me about Insecure, number one, was 
I really appreciated how they styled the characters in Insecure from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. I think that was really important to see um, color with black people, you know, and black people of different shades and sizes. Yep. Um, Also, I think something that really was really important was the music. Um, Insecure put a lot of people onto music they didn't know about, or um, it created a platform for people to feel connected. Right. And I, I agree. I think even when, when you look at Insecure as a whole and just look at how much impact the show had, like, on um, the guy that plays Issa's brother. Yeah. He was talking about how he used to be, he started off at a ma- as a manager. Of at a Sprint store. Sprint. And then now was, you know, doing all these things, different things on Insecure. I think she opened up a lot of doors. Absolutely. Just showed us, like, when you, like she said, um, I believe it was, I'm pretty sure it was Issa that talked about, like, networking. Across. Like, across. And stuff yeah, like it was. And I think, like, that's just, genius and i just love Issa. i just really think she can do no wrong and my girl got married in secret okay they girl when she phone. kept calling that wedding a photo shoot love that for her okay <laughs> i was dying like not my girl said she had a photo shoot my girl got into a wedding dress and said take these pictures for me real quick okay period um so i guess to kind of come bring this episode to a full circle closing moment. We have a lot of things that we are so excited to launch in 2022. Um, we didn't really talk about our goals. <laughs> like we said, we would. <laughs> we um, did. They went a completely different way. But we, we went in a completely different direction. We also said we were just going to, you know, have candid conversations. So here's what it is. Um, so you'll probably get that sometime in January. Hopefully the next episode we will actually stick to talking about our goals and what that looks like for 2022 for each of us. Uh, and hopefully what we have in store for you all. Yes. Speaking um, of stuff that we have for them. Yes. We have to announce our Friendsgiving winner. Yes. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, my sound effects. Oh God. I'm so glad. So glad we have evolved from your sound effects. We haven't because we need to call our friends so he can drop a what he call it a DMAR bomb. A DMAR bomb. Yes, we need that. I'm gonna tell him to send me a voice memo of it so we can add it on. Um, but no, congratulations to our friends giving winner Clarence, aka Big Play Clay. I guess is what he's known as on the streets. Clay Clayhover. Uh, <laughs> Clay yes, he is the winner. Um. Of our Friendsgiving, so congratulations. I will be reaching out to you um, to get you the stuff that you won. And um, I ain't telling y'all what he won. That's his business. He can um, he can share if he would like. We may post a photo. With him in it? No, just yeah. wait. <laughs> I mean, he, he the one that got to get the stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep y'all updated. But yeah, we're going to be doing a lot more stuff this year. I'm excited. And it's going to be a great time. Whoop whoop. Make sure okay. y'all support us. Yes. Make sure you follow us on all social media. T- uh get a friend to follow us. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, The New Kids LLC. Uh, visit our website at the New Kids Detroit. 
com. Give us a shout out. Link us with other podcasts. All that good stuff. Yes. And make sure you support our Patreon. Yes. Um, That's very important. You guys support on the Patreon. So um, in the next upcoming days or like, well, obviously this podcast will be posted. But whatever. Y'all know what I mean. Go to our social media. You'll see some posts about how to support us on um, our Patreon and all of our accounts across the board. Um, Yes. And we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, the show notes. I'll be forgetting about those. And they be funny sometimes, too. I hope y'all be reading them. (laughs) I think they funny at least. Um, Anything else? Um, I don't think so. I really think that's it. Um, support us, follow us. Don't wake up and show y'all is. Well, on that note, the new kids are out. Bye, guys. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.